passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Derek Riley. I'm with Charlie Smith and welcome to Dirty Water. Antidepressive conversation where masks of disappointed gloom are ripped off and replaced with neon smiles. Today's guest on Dirty Water is a former world number five. He was a rookie of the year, winning Tahiti and Mundaka in that first year. Two events he'd win again a couple of years later. He committed career suicide live and quit the tour for good, age 28. Matt Warshaw, the great surf historian, describes him as either a giant crybaby or the new Millennium Dora. But there's more to our guest. Despite being a third generation American, he identifies as Mexican and grew up in ethnically divided Santa Barbara, his particular grouping enjoying the city's west side. His life changed when he found the popular Caucasian sport of surfing. The girls used to think I was a fucking bitch because I was a surfer and I did what white boys did, he told me once. Swiveling his head in today's crossfire is Bobby Martinez. Down back outdoors. Oh, that's better. I like your fancy Riley. Oh, Charlie Smith and Bobby Martinez. Can you hear us, Bobby? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, can. <laughs> MBM, Martinez, Bobby Martinez. <laughs> How are you guys doing? How you yeah. guys doing over there? Yeah, Fantastic. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Beautiful. Bobby, nice. you should be doing extra good. Uh, I mentioned extra. that you were... I mean, you should be. I mentioned that you were coming on the podcast a couple of days ago and have had more people hit me up saying, I don't believe it's real. Bobby Martinez, are you kidding me? How in the world are you still people's favorite surfers after all these years? I, I, I don't I just believe you're just probably talking shit. I am properly not. <laughs> I, I am <laughs> I've blown entirely up. But no, Bobby Martinez? Yeah, no. Yeah. You are people's favorite surfer. That's funny. I don't. I find that hard to believe, but um, it's true. I don't know. <laughs> the people yeah. crave their Bobby Martinez and haven't had enough of their Bobby Martinez. I think. I, I definitely, I definitely stay off the social media stuff, and I don't do any Instagram or Facebook or nothing. I don't. I don't know. That's not my world, you know. I don't. So I'm not. I don't try to put myself out there like that, you know, and um. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow any of it. <laughs> it's funny, Devin. Oh, they want you. They're craving you. Yeah, Devin Howard from Channel Islands was saying that whenever they put a post of you, it gets more engagement than Reynolds or um, all the other team riders. Who I can't think of right now. I, I mean, I wouldn't know because I don't. I'm not on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Good for you. 
You don't, yeah, see, I don't, yeah, you don't live your life looking into a telephone? Don't need that shit. No, I don't even want it. No, I, no, 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 no. I, 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 I don't get it. It's not, you know, it don't make sense to me. I get it for like businesses or whatever, but you know, like personal stuff, it's just, it's not me. I don't, I don't need to put my personal life like that all on the internet, you know? And I don't know. So I don't understand the reason for me to do it. That's kind of just what, I, you know, what I think. I remember, I remember when you, um, probably in the dying days of your social media career, you, um, you got really into uh, Twitter and the uh, caps lock button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? And that was all because um, uh, Cleo was like, you should get a Twitter because, you know, I don't know. And everyone's got a Twitter. And I was like, fuck, I don't want no Twitter. And she's like, you should do it, you know? And yeah, I think Nutty or someone too was like, you should, maybe, you know, why not? You know, so I, I got on it and I was just like, the cap locks came in and shit. I was just fucking around and people were like taking it so serious. But then some of the shit I was saying for real, like, but a lot of shit I was messing around with too. And um, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know the cap locks were on though. They were, I remember that. <laughs> I remember you, uh, you gave it to uh, Paul Fisher. Oh yeah, I love fish though, and people thought I was serious, and I was like, <laughs> I, it was more, it was more at like a, like a jab to the to the to the American surf mags though. You know what I mean? Nothing against fish, but I was like talking. I wanted like, you know, just you know, just talking shit because that's how I talk with fish. Because he, as we all know, fish. He like, he's like that. We mess around and it's all good, you know, and. um you just talk shit, you know, and that's what we, that's what I did online. And um, yeah, some people are like, really thought I was pissed at him. I was like, <laughs> but you know, obviously, those people don't know. But I love fish, though. Did you ever think that uh, fish should be a world famous DJ? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even fucking get it. I knew, I honestly knew he would be something, like. He's he's too much of a classic person to like to not like be appreciated. You know what I mean? Because he's fucking hilarious. He's one of a kind. He's like the he just be around. Like if you're around him, you get it. You know what I mean? And he something. I thought something, but pff, I don't even know what DJs are. I know they're big in Oz, and I don't listen to that type of music. <laughs> and then Thank when you. I heard it, I was like. Oh my God, this is Fish's fucking music. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and he was all on like big time. And I'm just, I don't get it. But I, I didn't think he would be a DJ, but um, I thought something good would come for Fish. It's cool. He's doing that. I'm stoked for him. And he's doing great. He, he's got to be, he's got to be making more money than any surfer combined, right, Derek? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, offered him, we offered him um, a friend of mine who's a bar owner. We're going to have a beach grit party during the, uh, WSL contest in Bali last year, I guess, or well, year before, whatever it was, when when Fisher was just starting to blow up, and we offered him um, seventy five thousand dollars cash, business class tickets to Bali. He didn't even have to stay there for the night. Would fly him in the afternoon on the midnight flight home, <laughs> and he's he's going fuck that. I'm not going to Bali. Yeah, seventy <laughs> seventy five grand for one a suitcase, tiny a suitcase full of cash. And yeah, and that was before he totally blew up. So now he must be, I don't know, I can't yeah. <laughs> I mean, so he could honestly be buying 
Kelly Slater wave pools and just putting them in multiple of his backyards, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess if he's a Grammy nominee, then fuck, why? He's a, you he's know? a Grammy nominee. Wait, and, and I saw this thing with, um, what's that old, um, I think he's uh, from Europe, the old dude, older, older white dude. Uh, Is he dead or alive? He's alive. Fatboy Slim? No, no, he's like a legend. Um, Cascaday. He has glasses, maybe purple. Oh, purple glasses. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Fatboy Slim my, is good, Derek. You totally threw me off. Did I ever get up? No, my my mind just went blank, but I, ah, oh, the name, but I know he's like a huge. But he's white. Yeah, older white dude, like legend in music. I uh, think like don't talk to us about white dudes. We hate all white dudes. Well, I mean, I, I know. Here <laughs> there's go, white category. people. <laughs> but uh, what am I? What's his name? I don't know, but they said um, Cleo would know. She would be here. Mm, no, but he was one of his favorite songs, and I was like, "This guy even knows who Fisher is. That's freaking crazy!" <laughs> and his song "Losing It" or something was like his favorite oh. song. Um, Lo- losing it is honestly my favorite song too I'm going to be honest here it's is that lyrical, the name of it? Lyrical lyrical it? that's yeah. it you're right give it another go Bobby when you oh need a little God. pump up just put it on you pop it you know, right? you, know, you know what I thought when I listened to it I'm going to lose it I'm like what yeah. is this shit <laughs> <laughs> but it's classic but, all the stuff that Fisher used to say the same dance everything he just transported it to a uh, to a dance beat Oh, he's, he's, he, he, I hope he just runs with it. Cause he's, he's one of a kind. I'm, I'm like, I, I couldn't imagine, um, like, like I think him not being like successful with just how he is in whatever field it was. Cause he's, I mean, he's, he's one of a kind. Uh, he's only one fish. Yeah. The world be, is Paul Fisher's oyster. He's either going to be <laughs> there a pimp, I think. He's going to be what? He's either going to be a DJ or a pimp in the end. <laughs> uh, well, his I wife see- ain't going to like the pimp, and that's what he's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing he's a DJ. Yeah, fish. I love fish, though. But, hey, Bobby, I heard you've been uh, river surfing. Yeah, I, I, we went. We did a road trip um, up to, like, Wyoming in Yellowstone and stayed in Montana side and um there's that Snake River and there's some completely surfable like like the craziest little wave and uh, I surfed it a couple times I only caught a couple waves but um I wish I spent like half a day like surfing it because it it was tricky, but it was so fun. It was like the craziest little haven, and it was totally surfable. And it's in the middle of this beautiful river, and the water's just like it's the most intense two foot wave you'll ever surf in your life, for sure. It's insane. Did, did the nature in Wyoming give you pause and think, "Oh wait, I should just come up here and buy a couple acres. I can surf oh, my yeah. my wave and just live here." Yep, that's like I always like fantasize before I even went up there like shit I, I don't I just got to get up there like I want to be up there I don't want to be here like I want to get up in the mountains and and then when I got there I was like blown away I never seen nothing like that you know like we traveled the coast and always around the ocean and there's so much in the mountains that are just mind-blowing that I'd like obviously looked into to, I was just wondering like what land is like out there you know because 
I don't know. It's a special place, and um, but it's freezing in the winter. It's like cold. way too cold for me. Yeah, but fuck, it's it's amazing. It's incredible. But thinking, Kanye is there right now, running his presidential campaign from Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I voting. So. I am so voting Kanye. Derek, are you Team Kanye? I'm always Team Kanye. I was, I was Team Kanye when he when he talked about running for president about 12 years ago. Oh my goodness! Read a vote from then. If I was American. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy, huh? So, is it yeah. expensive? Is it expensive to buy land in Wyoming? No, no, it's not. Like certain places, I mean, there's you know, there's cheap land, but then there's like crazy land you know and there's a little bit of everything in between but it's not like california it's like you can get like amazing land for a lot cheaper you know but it's it's fucking freezing in the winter it was we were up there in um june and it was when we had a little when there was a little storm that came through it was colder in their summer than it was in our whole winter holy fuck it's crazy yeah it was freezing but and you're uh, like, it's what's that? I mean, you're you're multi generational Santa Barbara, yeah. I mean, you have how many hundreds of years has your family been in Santa Barbara? Uh, not that long, like really? not hundreds. Of, yeah, and yeah, my grandparents, my grandparents came over here. Okay, so but a good hundred years in Santa Barbara. My family, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how old my grandparents were when they came. I mean, over but here. they. But from your grandparents to you, it would be like a hundred year swing, oh, yeah, I'm, right? Or I'm Ameri- 70 or whatever. I'm completely Americanized, yeah. For yeah. sure. But like, I mean, you've been in Santa Barbara for generations, right? I mean, your parents were Santa Barbara. Your grandparents uh, came no. to Santa Barbara. No. Where? Uh, my, my, I thought, my. I you were multi-generational. No, my, um. Well, no. Uh, my mom, I don't know anything about my mom's side um, and my dad's. Well, they're, my dad, his mom and dad, uh, families from Mexico, whatever, they came over here and um, they, you know, my parents grew up here. I mean, my dad grew up here and my, and then uh, me, you know, on that generation side. But will you like? But Santa Barbara is home, home. Mm, I mean, no, I don't. I don't really like. I mean, there's pros and cons Ooh. to it here for me. Yeah. So you're looking for a kick to Wyoming, is what I'm hearing. Fuck, you're looking just, for a five acre farm on the Snake River. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely um, Santa Barbara's tough. You know, like in a way, if you love to surf, you can't do it here. You know, mm-hmm. there's no waves and it gets, you know, that gets tough because I want to serve, I, I, you know, but we don't, we really don't get to do it much. So it's kind of like, you know, there's pros and cons to it, like personally for me, um, but it's home. Yeah, obviously. But where's, I'm not where's, like, where's your theoretical ideal move? If you could move anywhere in the world, like, okay. Got a house here. I mean, and anywhere in the world, not just U.S. I don't know. I, we've been thinking about that recently a lot. Yeah. We, may, we we think about maybe moving to Oz. Um, to Banda? 
Derek Riley? Derek Riley's <laughs> got a sweet duplex. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if we can get over there right now, but uh, we want, we, we, we're, 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 we talk about that though. Definitely talk about it. Not, not like here's like home, you know, content. Like it's yeah. just kind of where I'm at, you know, and then Cleo's come here with me and, you know, we have our kids here now, but it's not like, I don't know if it's home, home for good. We don't know yet. So. Cause Cleo is uh Cleo is Gold Coast through and through, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And her family's still there. They're, the family yeah, pretty much owns the Gold Coast. <laughs> no. <laughs> human, family. human steal the the uh, her, her family's all on like one block you can't escape them over there they're all right there <laughs> <laughs> trap. they're all so close you know uh, but they're Corumbin yeah like diehard Corumbin could you see yourself living in Corumbin in the big family compound I don't know we we used to we talk about that um, it's hard it you like to envision it. I mean, we've gone back. We go back there from time to time for like two or three months at a time, and it, and then it is nice coming back here. So we 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 don't really know yet, you know. But it's something that we talk about quite often that we we might make the move, you know, eventually one day and see how we go. You know, I don't know if we would make the move and like. Or we're going and we're never coming back here because there's things we do like here. Um, but we haven't really lived in Oz long enough with our kids to really get like a routine and, you know, to really know if we we'll really like it or not. So yeah. how, how old are your kids again, Bobby? Um, six, two and seven months. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's Fuck a, three kids. You're a busy motherfucker. Yeah. We're busy. We're, we're real busy. We, I'm I'm lucky that um my wife's not a baby. <laughs> she's a fucking she's a strong ass mom that will do we have no help, you know, at all. And um we're busy. And there's no complaining here. We love it. But I'm lucky that my wife's a, she's she's that strong or else you know what I mean? We would be with no help, none at all. We would probably be like, what the fuck? Let's move to Oz right now so we can have a grandma and grandpa over there. <laughs> Give so us you, some help. So are you still living on the west side? Uh, I'm on the Mesa. We're on the Mesa. On the Mesa. Because I remember yeah. when, I, when I went to visit you about, I guess it was about seven years ago now, and you are explaining the, the makeup of Santa Barbara. Yeah. I remember yeah. just after, the, it was the year after you um, <coughs> committed um, career suicide. <laughs> <laughs> and um and so i flew over there but i remember you describing santa babs for me and it had the mesa the west side and the east side and the west side was the all mexican sort of barrier huh is it still like that it's so different now like from when i was a kid till now it's crazy changing like obviously um you know people buy in things and change things up and it's 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 a lot different now, definitely. But it's still where they it's still where you'll find them. But they're more. It's more. Um, yeah, it is. It is where you they'll be living. You know, like you'll, you know, like our our main store you go to is like pretty much all Spanish speaking store. Um, like you know, um, it's 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 where they're yeah on the on the west side anyway. That's where they're at. Yeah, majority. There are not very many up here on the Mesa. 
Um, but it's only just a couple minutes away, so it's just a small. Yeah. What's your, what's your what's your exit off the off the one hundred and one, Bobby? Or Carrillo. Okay. Or <laughs> or you can go Cabrillo even. Okay. So or you're just right. We're, we're kind of on the coast. We're on the coast, so you can take yep. kind of any you know exit and just follow the beach. Yep. Um, and it's it's all there's all a couple ones right there. I think yeah. Shaz, I think Shaz, I think Shaz is asking because um, about ten years ago, he he drove up to Santa Barbara to visit you and uh, you were there, so he just um, just wandered around your house, and then he wrote a story. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> let me quote: he yeah, he wrote. Uh, it's really rude, Bobby. <laughs> it's really rude. So if there's any children in the uh, area, tell them to cover the cover the fucking ears. Uh, he goes, um, <laughs> "Fuck! Why does he want a house like that? Does he like to knit?" The place is purely bourgeois that even the rough Mexican neighborhood Bobby grew up in is Grand Latte. And then, um, and it was funny, and then you called, called me at the office and um, I had the good sense to write it down <clears throat> at the time. <laughs> Who the fuck is Charlie Smith? He don't know shit about where I'm from. Disrespect my home, my people, where I come from. I'll pop a cap in his ass saying that shit about my neighborhood. Fuck stab. Fuck you guys. Now, that was a great moment. That was a good moment. I don't think I would have said pop a cap in your ass. I never, I don't think you wrote that right. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, but I would have, it would have been uh, deserved. Oh yeah. I, w- yeah. I would have fucking lit your ass up then if I, I saw I, it for sure. It, sh- it should have been. <laughs> I remember though, it's funny back then I was thinking about this not that long ago. In my mind, I'm dumb, Bobby. Let's just I know. be real frank. I'm a uh, yeah, stupid man. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that pro surfers were super rich. And so I went and saw a normal home and thought, wait, why is this not like a ridiculous mansion? Aren't pro surfers super rich? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. Exactly. I'm dumb, <laughs> is what you can say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, I just thought, oh, wait, this is like a nice home. I wanted like, you know, steel and glass, like ridiculous mansions on the beach. That to me is what a pro surfer was and where, where they lived. I don't think any pro surfer ever grew up like that. Of course not. But <laughs> I grew up in Oregon. And so it was only my impression of what a pro surfer was from reading the magazines, right? And watching the movies thinking, oh, they're all fully like, these are the celebrities of Southern California. But is the surfer life a celebrity life. Uh, you know, it's funny is I feel like surfers think they're celebrities. Yeah. But they ain't no celebrities. I mean, you know, in Australia it's different. I will say they treat them like celebrities. Like they're on the news. They're surfing's on the news. They're on the newspaper. It's like, it's a weird thing, right? You come here in California, there's never any surfing like it's not like it it doesn't even exist really you know what i mean it's it's strange but obviously it exists but it's not to the extent that it is in australia and so i think people depending on where you come from or if you've gone to australia or the tour like to brainwash the surfers thinking i'm they're famous you know i i can see how like you know, some, it, it kind of depends where you live, I guess, you know, because people look at surfers in Australia, like it's one of their main sports. I feel like, you know, cause you even got, you know, the 
government trying to get a gold medal for the country and you know like those surf schools and stuff that's <laughs> that shit will never happen here they don't you know and we've always had the best surfers in the world you know like tom kern kelly slater andy irons ain't no one ever, those guys don't even exist you know what i mean like it's like we're here talking about like real sports like that the whole country plays not just a little piece of coast that you know, basketball, football, soccer, <clears throat> boxing, all these other sports, you know, because um, to where I live and where I come from, in California, it's, that's what a celebrity is, you know. And um, so I think surfers get it twisted, you know what I mean? Um, and we, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think one surfer is a celebrity. Yeah. You were, I, think, I think you were seeing as a full profit, I mean, today, right? When you teed off on the fucking tennis tour, uh, you're, like, your words, I think that's why people today attach to you is because you were seen as prophetic in calling all of this just bullshit, right? Uh, in terms of, it's not a fucking, I mean, what surfing is, is not this. And you're trying to make it into an NBA or MLB or NFL, right? This is not what surfing is. Uh, what's your, what has been your experience through that? Like through your sort of, when you said that to today, uh, I mean, I don't even know. What is, like, how, how has that evolved for you? Your your very public stand. How, how do you mean? How has it evolved for me? Like, when I you, think when you said it, it totally shocked people, right? Yeah. When you yeah. when you stood stood there and said it, now I think that's what the majority of surf fans feel is like. WSL, fuck you, right? Where yeah. and multiple people have said it past you, right? Okay. You were the first person to really stand there and say it. Okay. Uh, I think this is the this is why I think you're an icon to many surf fans is because you said something that they didn't even know yet, but then two years, three years down the line, they said, oh, wait, Bobby was right, right? I mean, so do you look back in that moment and say, yeah, that's a, I just said what I said and that's what I believe and that's what it still is? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't really think about it, but I, I, always, I always knew... Um, I always knew um, from, well, from the minute that um, the Surfers Union or whatever that shit's called and the guy named Gravel, I think it was, was trying to brainwash these surfers saying they're as big as soccer players. I always knew we weren't um, and we could never get there and we will never get there. Um, and nothing has changed, you know, I, I don't think it'll ever change. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I don't follow it and I don't, so I don't know what people think. Um, I don't know if what surfers have voiced out like I did. And like you said, some have. Um, and I think that's great because you, you know what's fucked up is that. So surfing, the minute you say something, they want, the, what do they do? They take away your money. Right. They say, you got to pay me money. So they think the biggest value in life is your money. Right. I've never valued money. Money has never been my first priority. So they could always take away my money 
because I don't even care about it. That it's not going to make me, um, it's not what I value in life, right? So um, they try to control people to not let them stand up. And um, it's cool to hear that other people won't follow their rules because um, I don't think everyone should. You know, I think they need to listen to people and stop being so gung-ho on surfing's going to be like fucking soccer. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, like, well, it's just stupid. Like, really? Like, there's one. There's only one soccer, you know? It's like, um, so it's cool to hear that people have followed, I guess, like, you know, whatever they felt was right at the time. Because um, that's what I did. I just felt like that was right for me. Um, and, um, yeah, it played out how it played out, but, um, yeah, you know, the surfers who, who won't say shit is because to them, their money is the most valuable thing. So they don't want, they ruin their money, but the surfers who ain't don't really give a shit and it's not their number one priority. They're probably the ones talking out because they don't care about getting fine. And I think that's cool. And that goes to show what kind of person they are. Like, take my money. I don't, you know, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's just not everything. I remember back in uh, whatever the year it was when you knocked back Reef and you knocked back Oakley, and I think it was um, 850K a year with a 1.2 mil if you won the world title. And I remember you mm-hmm. saying that um, you were happier without those companies than accepting money and being portrayed as a fucking idiot. Yeah. And, um, you know, you said, fuck, I'm done with you guys. So, and you told me you're a simple guy with simple needs. Is that true? What, yeah. what things are valuable to you? Oh, nothing. Relationships and and um, relationships. That's it. You know, no. You know, I kind of just like I walked away, from, obviously, from a lot of those contracts. You know, it was my idea um, because I wasn't happy and. Um, you know, I just, for me, um, obviously money just didn't make me happy. Um, so, and what I value the most is just like the relationships or having, um, just being happy, you know, with whatever's controlling your life to make you not be happy, then you need to f- erase that out of your life so you can be happy. And I love having good relationships with my kids and my wife and my friends and just enjoying life, you know, like I'm not, I'm not someone who um, needs money to go. We do everything outside that's for free. Uh, you know, we go to the beach, we go on walks, we ride bikes. Um, I don't, uh, there's not, I'm a simple person in that sense, you know? Um, so I don't, I don't need, um, obviously I got to pay bills and shit. Yeah. But I'm not trying to sit here and make, be unhappy and make millions of dollars so I can fly some private jet or that's what I'm striving to do to go on some fucking vacation doesn't cost me 20 grand I don't give a shit about that you know so I I'm um I feel like I'm just kind of like pay me the bills let me have a good relationship take my kids and my wife friends we go surf whatever I'm, I'm happy you know and that's kind of all I wanted to do and I wasn't able to do that because when I signed these contracts with these companies they wanted me to do all this shit that I didn't want to do, that I wasn't about, that I had to feel like I had to say yes to them because they're paying me. So I'm obligated once I sign that contract to do what they want. And they feel like 
I should do what they want because they're paying me. And I didn't like that because it's me. You know, I'm the one putting myself out there. And I don't need to be put out there anyway. Like I'm not a, I'm not someone who needs to um, have people pat me on the back. You know what I mean? I, so I don't, I just didn't really care about that. And that's part of the, that's kind of a lot of the reasons why I just was like, I'll just, as long as I can surf and do the things I love, I don't need all this extra shit that I don't want to do. So you never, so you, you never, you never dreamed of being a celebrity? <laughs> Fuck no, no. You know, it's funny is, you know, it's funny is um, when I, um, when I was a young kid uh, and I was doing all these contests here, like an amateur kid doing the amateur contest and I would win contests. Seven um, NSA titles. Yeah. So I would do the nationals every year and I, you know, and I, sometimes I'd win or whatever. And um, I'd always come back home and almost people would make fun of me about it, you know, and they would make fun of me. And it made me just feel kind of like, fuck, why am I going to talk about this shit? Or why do I, like, I'd rather not even have you guys know because <laughs> my friends who I'd be at in school would always talk shit or whatever. And it just made me like, it be kind of like, I don't know. It just kind of made me feel like, um, like, like, like normal, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, you're good. Keep going. Like, Oh my God, I'm going to chase star. This is insane. People patting me on my back. Like, fuck, I'm going to be good. Whatever. Like, you know, it was so not like that, that almost like, it just kind of like made me feel like, Oh, I, I shouldn't even do anything. <laughs> what, um, what's, what sports were you watching at that time that you thought, okay, these are real, like surfers are clearly not real athletes. I mean, whatever, like surfing is surfing, yeah. but you know, yeah. I mean, what were you watching? Was it baseball? Was it, uh, was there any <laughs> kind of traditional sports that you're watching? I didn't watch anything. I, I knew the sports were out there, but I didn't, I wasn't a kid who stayed at home and watched TV or watched sports. I was always out and about. Like, if I wasn't surfing, I was with friends. Um, like, I, 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 yeah, I never was like a sports person. Um, now, I don't, now are no. you? Yeah, yeah, um, no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked things back then, but I didn't watch them, you know, like, um, I loved boxing and I loved, um, that was kind of it. And I loved the world cup. Um, but I never like, was like, Oh fuck, it's a big fight. I got to watch it. Or the world cup song. I got to watch it. I just was like too busy just hanging, being yeah. out, you know? Um, and now I'm not like a big sports fan, but there's definitely, um, the, the sport that I like, I'm like a big kind of fan like where i want to see the sporting events but you i mean you're a real sweet science aficionado aren't you i mean you love your boxing yeah but i love it all yeah i love it all but but boxing for me um are you a boxing fan though i mean do you watch do you watch like the stinking whatever the espn like late night bouts and oh you know i yeah, like I don't, I don't try to watch every single fight, you yeah. know. And I but you're up on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm up on who's, it. Yeah. Who's whose style do you like the best? Who today coming up? Mm-hmm. Like the ones that are, that I mean, is there any boxer right now you think? Okay, I mean, okay. So I like Terence Crawford. Terence Crawford is okay. my favorite. 
Yeah. So I think I love boxing. I don't care for MMA, right? Like, uh, or whatever. I'll watch yeah. my whatever MMA is tangential, but boxing truly is the sweet science, right? I mean, I mean, do that's you what agree saying. or dis- you know, you but you disagree. I mean, I, it's just kind of like a saying for it, you know, the sweet science. And- sure, but but don't you feel like with boxing? I mean, there is some kind of dance and art to boxing that doesn't exist in either grappling or you know mixed martial arts or anything. No. Yeah, it's all different, you know. Like, yeah, actually, boxing is its own, like, you know, its own thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you're not a huge boxing fan. No, no, I am. Boxing is my favorite, my favorite. But see, I, I like it all. Um, I love wrestling. Um, wrestling is my second favorite sport. Um, and but see, I like MMA. I love MMA. I love it all. But I like watching people who are really good at something. You know, MMA, they take everything from everywhere. One guy's really good, maybe at jujitsu, and then he doesn't get to use it in a fight. But one guy's a, a good wrestler and he can't take the person down because they're a good wrestler. So, like, you know, you don't really get um, one thing shining in MMA, you know? That's what MMA is. I, I feel like it's it's everything that makes someone great in doing everything. But boxing and wrestling and jujitsu and Muay Thai, I love watching sports like that that are just those sports because you get to see the fine and, and like the perfectionist in those fields by themselves only, you know, which, which I, I really love. And, um, but I do love MMA. I love someone who's really good at everything. Um, but if you put them in, you know, one particular thing, they're not going to be the best in everything. So I, I, um, that's kind of my take on it. Um, but as far as you put one thing that a fight, uh, a fighter MMA person does boxing is my favorite. Like if you solely take it to one, you know, one type of way of fighting. Boxing. Who, who was the boxer that turned you on? I mean, was it Oscar or was, who was uh, the first, who was the first boss boxer that you looked at and thought, Oh, this is a beautiful thing. Uh, a friend of mine here growing up. Yeah. A friend yeah. of mine growing up here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So local guy here, you watch box. And just thought that is art. Uh, yeah, I would actually never see him fight like in a tournament. Um, just like shit he may get into, like here on the street, like like on the streets. Yeah, so you watch a guy punch it up on the streets and think, "Oh man, that's some good style right there." Yeah, I used to look up to him, like, (laughs) and he was really always he was, um, he was nice to me. Um, He was older than me. but he was cool to me and I like kind of just, you know, you just have that one person when you're younger or someone that sticks out to you and he was somebody. And then, um, he obviously like, uh, um, rubbed off on me more when, when I, when you would see him like beat someone up or something when you're a kid, you're like, Oh <laughs> shit, this guy's like, <laughs> he, he's like, you know, um, and he was the one who got me really like, um, open my eyes to boxing. I was young. I was eight years old. I remember when I first met him and, um, around, and that was, and he was already boxing around the nation and he was only like 12 at the time. Um, So he was a really good amateur and, um, he was the one who, who, um, made me love boxing. 
Do you still train as much boxing as you used to? Because when I went to visit you six, seven years ago, you were training really hard. I remember your trainer Joe was saying that, you know, you had the ability to be a uh, <clears throat> sort of a pro uh, light middleweight. Would that be right? Oh, no, I don't, I'm not that heavy. Um, I hope <laughs> not, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Featherweight? I uh, yeah, well, I would probably be like four, 147. Okay. But I, I you know, um, that gym closed. Um and um, it was, it was Pommier's. It was a Pommier's gym or something. Pommier, yeah. yeah, Joe Pommier. So that gym closed. It was a free gym for the, the city. It was helping out the, the gym, make the, you know, for the kids to just come, and no one had to pay, you know. Um, and eventually, the city sh- shut it down um, when I was thirty. And then from there, I got really into jujitsu and wrestling, mm-hmm. and so I've been doing that. Um, Talk to, talk to me about jiu-jitsu because um, <laughs> I've just been loving jiu-jitsu lately. And my, my kid's been doing it for 10 years. And when he, when, yeah, he, cool. when, he, when he was small, I said, hey, you've got to get into jiu-jitsu. So if anyone bullies you, you just get it to the ground, choke him out, and it's done. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and, you know, talking about a sweet science, that's such a technical sport where you, there's yeah. a thousand moves and you have this flow chart in your head. Someone's coming at you, go, put him in, put him in guard, or Delaheva, all this sort of shit. So talk to me how you got into jiu-jitsu. Because the boxing gym closed, and then the box, when the people who owned the jujitsu gym were, they were going to take Joe to come and teach boxing in the jujitsu gym. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the jujitsu gym and I'll just try jujitsu because I was sick again. I was at the point where I'm like, I'm 30. I ain't going to get no, like, I don't really want to get punched in the head forever. Like, I got to figure something out. And so jujitsu is a thing that you can, I was like, I don't got to get beat up. Um, I don't got to get a broken nose, go home with a headache or broken rib or something. I was like, fuck, I just do jujitsu. And it was fun. And I had boxed enough to where I was like, okay, I got to, you know, like, what am I going to really get in a gym and what else more am I going to do? You know? So it was actually came at a perfect time and that's how I got into it. And, um, and that's, and I've, I've been loving it since, but I've really gravitated towards wrestling and, um, and my jujitsu um, is like my least favorite out of the wrestling and jujitsu. Like, so, like proper, proper old school wrestling. I mean, like, like you, do you know um, what the wrestling they do here in college? Like the, it's called um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So that's what you're doing. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. epic. Who's doing that now? Is that is that the next thing? Um, no, no, it, wrestling, it's, wrestling, it's is huge. Wrestling, yeah. wrestling's huge, but you know, it's huge in school. And then outside of school, you have nowhere to do it. Where jujitsu here is, you can find a gym anywhere. Sure. Um, but the guy, the guy I started learning wrestling from and wrestling with, he's from the East Coast. He grew up to school, went to college wrestling, and um, moved out here. And the, the jujitsu gym wanted to do wrestling. And so he was in there teaching and, um, and then there's other wrestlers, there's wrestlers here in high school and people in the gym also that started out wrestling first and then they eventually, they eventually went to jiu-jitsu. And, um, that's how I got started. And, um, I was in there doing jujitsu, but I always wanted to learn wrestling because I don't like the gi and, um, um, I like the gi, I like it, but it's not my favorite. And, um. So you're in your full wrestling leotard or whatever it's called. I don't, What's it called? No, we wear normal clothes, but that's what they wear in their in yeah. their tournaments, you know. Um, but yeah, wrestling 
wrestling is my favorite. <laughs> but but BJJ and wrestling are really complementary, and all the jujitsu gyms are, are doing a wrestling component now, just purely because of the takedowns, huh? The wrestling you have the wrestling uh, takedowns, and you get to the ground, and then it's all BJJ. Well, you can't use jujitsu unless you know how to wrestle. Yeah, true. You know? And you know, and if you know be jujitsu, and you find someone who doesn't know anything, well, of course your jujitsu don't work. But if you if you come up against a wrestler. Oh, if a good you, yeah, is is you you're not going to use your jujitsu. So, um, you you really, you know, those guys who train for AD, ADCC and all that, they're wrestling, you know, a lot. Um, so you need to know it, yeah, and, so, so and what, definitely what, in MMA, you need to know both. Um, so, what's your game? Um, what's your wrestling game? What sort of locks do you have? What do you, what's your go-to is when you're sparring? I don't really have a go-to. I train with big boys who are fucking, <laughs> who put it on me and make me feel <laughs> like a little kid. And I take what I can get. Let's just say that. I, I ain't got one thing I go to. <laughs> do, you, do you hop up and scream at them that you were once the number seven? What? Five. Five. five number yeah. five Man, professional they, surfer they, in the if, world? If, if I did that, they'd probably fucking slam me harder. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I won Chopu twice. Boom. I won Mundaka twice. Boom. We don't give a shit, boy. Yeah. You're like, what is even surfing? I don't even know what that is. Get up off the floor if you can get up. (laughs) (laughs) What is he? What is snap your ankle first? Yeah, it's so funny. So, um, but I love it all. Like, yeah, I I try to stay active. You know, Um, I don't get to surf here a lot and I I need other things besides surfing and you know, I'm just like I'm. I'm just happy that I have those available to me here. That I, that I, um, you know, I'm always doing something, saying, staying but, active. But you, but you love your surfing still, even after all my, this time. You know, surfing is my favorite. It's my favorite thing. It's just I don't get to do it. The waves aren't very good here. Um, but there's nothing like surfing to me. It's it's my. You know, it's I love it more than anything. If Which, the waves so you- are good. And if the waves are good and I can train with anybody, I'll still go surf. But, you yeah. know, I, I would really rather go get an amazing barrel or something any day for sure. And then you, then you face ground into the mats. Then I'll face, yeah, then I'll be. <laughs> then, then, yeah, but, you know, um, plus surfing good waves for us is, like, very rare. So... Um, I'll take what I can get here. <laughs> how do you stay? Yeah. How do you stay good? Because it's flat, fuck, seven months of the year. You like uh, living? In, I, it's like you're living in a mountain town and you snowboard, and there's no snow for seven months of the year. So how do you stay you, good? You know what's crazy is I don't understand how we've had Tom Curran, we've had Chris Brown, we've had the Coffin Brothers. Um, we got you've had Dane. you've had sticking Bobby Martinez for pity's sake. No, I mean that's fucking. You have that's pointless. <laughs> no. <laughs> But we have a, we've had a lot of good surfers, and we don't have very many waves. It's it's kind of it's kind of trippy to me. I don't really, um, I don't really get it, honestly. Insanely good surfers too, not just good surfers, like you know, great but, surfers. But isn't it, isn't Bobby? Isn't that's what part of it is though? Is the sort of proximity to good stuff where it just doesn't show up all the time, where you're starving and can't quite get it. Isn't that, I mean, to me, that's a recipe for great surfers. Well, in order to do that though, you need to, to practice, you know, and if you can't practice, there's no a matter as hungry as you are. 
It ain't going to be able to get any better. I, so I don't really get it. I mean, we have quality waves as, far, like, as opposed to California. Like we, lucky we don't live down south, have these shitty beach breaks like Newport and all these waves that you just, you know, you know, those guys come up here to surf to good surfers when they can. Cause you know, we have more like you know, point breaks, whatever, but they just don't break that much, you know? So I, I will take quality over quantity. But in order to try to be like competing, you you need you need both. You know, we just don't get it. So um, I don't know. It's a trip. I don't have really you, understand have, it. Have you pool surfed? Are you? Uh, which pools have you dipped your toe into? I surfed Waco pool. That was really fun. Did, I mean, I did actually, you love it? Tell you the truth, I do love it. <laughs> and I'm pretty anti-pool as opposed to like the the tour putting contests and shit. I think that's just stupid. Um, but as far as just surfing it to have fun, I think it's really, really, it's like, it's really fun. So, um, I mean, were you like smile ear to ear the whole time you were bobbing in Waco's green water? I was. It was nasty ass water and it was so like weird the first time we went. Like, but it was really fun. Like, really fun where I was like, I didn't even know wave pools can be so fun. I mean, I've seen Kelly's and I've seen it so much. I haven't surfed it, but I've seen it so much I don't even want to surf it. And I, and, um, I, I, you know, but Waco is cool because there's so many different waves and they can change a wave in freaking 90 seconds or whatever it is. And it's just, it's a trip. It's so fun that it's a super novelty, but it's just different, you know. But I, with that being said, I, I'd way rather surf in the ocean, but it's fun. It's fun. Palm Springs? Have you, have you hit the Palm Springs oh, surf club yet? Well, those guys, <laughs> those guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> I, those guys man they no they got their little clique and i'm not a part of their little clique you know and funny thing is the staff guys were trying to get me out there and channel islands and they kept blowing me off so i told them fuck you you know i didn't want to come out to your dump hole and then now they're trying to get me in i'm like man you kalani and you shane fuck you guys you guys you know what i mean i don't need to kiss your ass to come surf some shitty chest high wave pool i go in the ocean for free and surf a chest high wave with nobody around it's like so i I won't be going to that one they got you know what i mean so it's it's already wave pool politics and it's not even a fuck it's a fucking two-foot wave like really (laughs) it's stupid i think kalani only wants one good goofy footer in the pool fuck well he better find one because he ain't cutting it Hey, tell me, Bobby, when did you start surfing and why? I started surfing when I was six. I don't know why. No one in my family surfs. Um, I don't even know, to tell you the truth. I, I was a kid. I did everything. I would do anything. Um, and I saw someone surfing. So I would just copy what they did on a boogie board and I don't know. I just, I must have just asked to go to the beach to go surfing. But I don't know how it happened. You know, my dad don't surf. My brother don't surf. My, none of my cousins surf. Nobody surfs. And they still don't surf. I'm the only one in my family. Um, do your kids surf? You know, do my kids? Uh, they surf, yeah, when I take them. Be, but you're going to be a full, like, 
you're going to be a full surf coach, Dad. Oh, it's coming. My, my Cleo, sure. my wife, my wife says I, I'm going to be haunted by Pearl or one of my other kids saying, "I want to go on the QS, and you have to come with me." <laughs> Completely. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "That's going to be your karma, and you can't say no." I'm like, "Fuck, I'm back on this dumb tour again." You are going to be. You're going to be on the fucking tennis tour all over I'm again. Back, except- I'll be back on the tennis tour, and it's going to be my biggest fucking like turnaround. Come like, it's going to haunt me forever. I can't get away from it. You'll be that you'll be like, you'll be whistling sets and you'll be filming from the beach and analyzing oh hates. Oh my god! I know. I would just fucking probably give her a, an earpiece <laughs> and just cheat. <laughs> be like. <laughs> uh, I remember. I remember you telling me that um, because surfing is quite unusual in your uh, community, that local girls used to call you a fucking bitch because you surfed and did what the white boys did. Yeah, yeah. Not each anybody would. Not just the girl, but um, yeah, people will call me white boy, surfer dude, and make fun of me and shit because I, I was definitely the only one doing it. And I remember coming to school with like reef shoes when I was a kid. Got sponsored by Reef, and they make fun of my shoes and stuff like. And um, how yeah, horrible to know? get to to get sponsored to get made fun of. <laughs> Must have been a real. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of weird. I guess if you look at it like I never looked at it like that, but I guess it's. But it it was like they were kind of keeping me in check, or like kind of just talking shit. Um, and it was it was weird, you know, because I I um, it made me like I said feel like I didn't want to tell anybody I ever wanted. I was surfing, you know. Um, You're a a closeted surfer. That's what I should have been, and I would have tried <laughs> to be. But I remember my sister telling some people at school when I was young, and she ratted me out. And ever since then, they've been talking shit. And then now the funny thing is, the same people that used to talk shit, like, respect it. Like, they're like, oh, how you doing? How's surfing? You still surfing? Oh, that's cool, you know? Like, that's badass. Fucking, you going to Australia? Oh, damn, that's crazy. What's it like, you know? Like, because they've never left, and they've never... But when so it's cool now, but when I was a kid, it definitely was not, you know, it was, it was um, probably the way of being bullied in a way, you know, like picked on, like, or, you know what I mean? Like I'm the token surfer that who the fuck surfs? Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Being but ahead of the damn, th- th- being that ahead was of just, the curve is your curse, Bobby Martinez. But see, but see, it wasn't like that when I was with my friends who I met through surfing and I'd go with them and surf. It wasn't like that. Like, you know, with the, they with were, the white blonde boys who. Yes, surfed. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. And yeah. um, it was fun. I, I was never teased. We would go surf. It was fun. It was great. But then I go back to school or go back to the boys' club if there are no waves and they just talk shit, you know. But it, um, it's just kind of how it was. So I always got, you know, always got teased for it. But um, I'm not being teased no more. <laughs> no, not now that you know fucking wrestling, BJJ, and boxing. There's probably not much um, scope for teasing, is there? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny though how it was, you know how how it's worked out. Yeah. I mean, being being called a white surfer boy is such a grievous insult, isn't it? What's that? Being called a white surfer boy is about as grievous an insult as you can get. Well, you know, when you're a kid, you want to fit in around the people you are with, you know. And I wanted to fit in, you know, because I. I just, you know, you're a kid. You don't really know what direction you're going. But 
you don't want to feel like someone on the outskirts being taught shit to, you know, that doesn't feel good. So when you're a kid, it's, it's, you know, you don't want that. So it didn't feel good at all, you know? And I think that maybe what made me how it is now. That's why I'm not on Instagram. That's why I'm not putting myself out there. I'm not putting up a surf photo of me saying, oh, this was the other day. I'm ripping, blah, blah, blah. Look at me. You know what I mean? Maybe that made me be in my little closet still. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. You know? Hey, this is great. This is great. I'll see you guys, Chaz. If the World Surf League came to you tomorrow, Bobby, and said, hey, we're looking for one more guy to get in the booth. Uh, we'll pay you whatever you need. Yep, you're going to call professional surfing. You could say whatever you want and we'll pay you We'll pay you your asking price. Would you do it? Oh, fuck. Ah, that's a tough question. You put me on the spot. I didn't really have to think about that. I don't know if I need it that bad. <laughs> you know, if, you know, if they said that, if they yeah. wanted me to talk about other surfers, no, I wouldn't. But why, if they were like, call us out on our own shit, then I'd be like, okay, well, this is where we're going to start. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't got nothing bad to say about the surfers. Like, you don't? You know, so. But it's, how fun is it to critique people's style? I mean, it's not personal. Well, that's what you guys, that's what you guys like. That's why everyone hated all y'all on Stab in the beginning, because everyone was like, fuck these guys, they're talking shit. No but one wanted to fun? work with Stab. Not for a surfer. No. But would it be but you come on over to the dark side, Bobby? It's sweet no. over here. I know how it's like. I know what it's like and I don't really? like it. So no, it's not cool. But it's just an honest it's an honest assessment. That's, okay, but honest criticism is great, but not no smart ass fucking criticism with some cheeky tongue. That shit ain't fucking cool. That's you know, all I have. But, all I have. Yeah, you, I'm not that's I'm why, not smart. I just have a cheeky tongue. Well, you're lucky you ain't fired because people want to hear harsh criticism, right? That's good, you know. Yeah, but not in a certain way. It's no. fucked up. But I've been so. I've been punched I've been punched a lot of times in the face. So That's there it. we go. That's it. I mean, a, a good a good handful of times. My Ooh, nose is so you crooked. Got, you can't you got see. Off pretty easy. You got just getting punched. Easy. I know. Yeah. I should. I mean, I've got. I've gotten choked out a couple times too. Does that make yeah, it better? But, yeah, no, not really. You wake up and you're fine. I mean, but from anything, I wake up and I'm fine. Even if I got shot in the arm, I wake up and be fine. You got nine lives. You like a cat. Exactly. Lucky. You're it's lucky. fun. Right? We're all cats, aren't we? No, you. You know what? I. I no, but I wish. But I'm a dog person, so. Um, but, you know, I don't think I would do that, though, now. Nah, because, you know, I know I know what it's like for the surfers who they're trying their hardest. Um, and that's what I can say. You know, they're trying their hardest. And who am I to criticize? I mean, but, but even, I'm not, not even, perfect. You sure, know? sure. I'm not but, perfect. But pulling it back, just to critique the, the, not even style, just the moves themselves, right? Just the, just like a... I don't know, like a stinking boxing commentator like critiques the punch, right? Right. Where you're critiquing the move itself, not the surfer, not the person, not the style, but just the move itself. So this is my thing, okay? Everyone has a right to do it how they do it, right? Mm -hmm. But it's the you need to crit crit uh, critique the judges who are giving the scores 
because there's not saying one person's way is right. It's not saying every top turn should look like this or everyone should do a cutback like this. Everyone's got their own style. That's how everyone, that's how Andy made his own style. If, if Andy tried to be like Kelly, there'd be no Andy. So sure. I don't think one person should criticize no turns and shit or it should be like this. No, it should be how that person does it. But when it goes to the judges now giving someone a score, because what's the standard in their eyes is wrong. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it's all fucked up. So I don't have, I would never criticize a surfer because that's what surfing is. It's your freedom. You go out there, no one should tell you shit. You know, you go surf how you want and no one should tell you shit. Someone should tell the judges something when they're fucking giving this guy an eight five. When what's their reason? You know what I mean? Why is his an eight five and this guy's a seven five? And you just want this guy to win. They're both working as hard as each other. They're both trying their best, but you want to go fuck up the score? Like that's what I would criticize. But the ASP WSLP, whatever the fuck their name is, they don't want that because they want to be. They want to be. Um, they want to act like they got all their sh- their ducks in in row. Right, but they don't, and they can't handle criticism. That's why they kick me off tour, and they find me, and that's why they find people when people criticize them because they can't handle it. So why would I go fucking do that to a surfer? The ASP doesn't do shit. The USL, they sit there, put on a contest. Anybody in the fucking world can go put on a contest, but not everyone can serve as good as these surfers on tour. And you want to criticize them? No, that's wrong. It's completely wrong. You know what I mean? I remember. So I, I remember the first year you got on tour. The judges fell madly in love with you, and you won. Um, yeah. you won Mundaki. You won Tahiti. You finished fifth rookie of the year. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. They fucking fall in love with people. Oh, oh, you're new. Oh, I like this. And they did that with me. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't always getting the scores I deserved. I was getting. I was getting scores I shouldn't have deserved. You know what I mean? Because I'm the new thing, and I'm a new surfer, and I'm a new look, and Whatever the reason was, they liked it. But I'm not sitting here saying I, I deserved it. You know what I mean? It goes back to the judges. Like, you know, I'm like, to be honest, 100% and, and being like true to myself is like, yeah, they jumped on my bandwagon and I don't even know why. You know what I mean? Like, um, and they do that still. You know, and is there any is there any place for professional competitive surfing or no? Should it not be a competitive judge sport? Should it just be what it is? Like you release a clip and you know people appreciate it or don't or whatever, but there's no score attached, nothing. You know, that's a tough one because you know what? This is how I look at it, and this is how I think if it's fair, right? Basketball, you get the ball in the hoop is fucking two points. Pass the line is three, or three. points. Stinking three yeah, points. Exactly. Pass the line is three points. It's black and white. Surfing is so much gray area and it comes down to personal preference that why until they get it figured out, why should they be a professional sport? The judges aren't judging like they're professional, you know? And I don't really understand why um, like people just don't understand that, you know? You run track and field, fucking right off the line, boom, shoot the gun, First person across the line. That's it. They won. Not this person looked a little better or he dug well. You're all doing the same shit. You know? You're all okay, going online. But what about gymnastics? Or even even See, boxing? Then when judging even boxing. Come, yes, and you hear all the boxers say judging is fucking horrible in boxing. It's the most corrupt sport. It's it so is. bad. 
The judges don't even know how to fight. They can't call fights and they ruin a lot of fights and they don't want to, and they don't want this person to lose because then goes a giant payday for a lot of people. Same thing in surfing. And I think boxing is super wrong and fucked up a lot of times. And surfing is the same way. You know, as much as I love both sports, when it comes down to personal preference with judging, unless it's a knockout, you know, yeah. it can go 12 rounds and anyone can win. And it's just like, it's, 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 it, things need to be cleared up, you know? So, you know, there's no, that's it. It's just this person won and that's how they won. No black and no gray area. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't think, I just think surfing is going to be some phony bullshit sport forever. It's because of that. Um, and shouldn't be in the Olympics because of that. Every Olympic sport pretty much is like, like I'm telling you, there are ones like fencing, you know, gymnastics. but they got computers, gymnastics, boxing is the same way. And those are sports like, you know, it just doesn't, there's always that gray area. And I don't think that's right. You know, especially because a lot of people who are trying their hardest, they don't get a fair shake, you know? And I think everybody who's putting their heart out there like that deserves a fair shake. And they ain't going to get it. Not in surfing. They, they, they ain't going to get it. And it's fucked up. I remember you telling me after you uh, did quit the tour that uh, surfing felt aimless to you. Does it, does it still feel aimless or did you get over that? No, for sure. I'm, I'm surfing for the love of it, but aimless as opposed to like, you know, you get this, um, you, you, you have a road you want to travel. You know where you're going, right? You know, you got these contests every year. You know, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden that's gone. It's like, where am I going? What am I doing? I'm going to go surf and enjoy it, but you like the work, the working part about it. Like you feel like you're working towards something in life. You know, people need something to feel like they're working towards. And when you're doing that as a kid and that's no longer there, you know, no matter what you're doing, if it's surfing or anything else, you kind of like, fuck, okay, what's next? Or where do I go from here? So I definitely still feel like that, you know, because I'm still getting paid to surf um, from Monster and Channel Islands is great to me, but I, they're so cool. They don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, <laughs> like as an opposed to like going to a contest. It's like, I know I want to get photos and stuff, but, um, but the, the, the surfing format where the contest is really set in place and the free surfing is free surfing. You're free. You're like, Oh fuck. Okay. Where do I go? You know what I mean? It's, it it kind of suits its own name, free surfing, you know, which is great. But when you come off of the contest, how I did, and you did that your whole time surfing and that's gone, the free surfing feels trippy. It feels like, you know, it's aim it feels aimless, you know? How how much are you involved in the in your board shapes these days? I mean, are you no, nothing? No, nothing. So uh -huh. Brit, Brit or Channel Islands kicks you something and you're like, oh, it feels good or doesn't or whatever. But you're not like, oh, could you tuck in the tail a bit or whatever? Yeah, no, nah, I don't know nothing about no boards. <laughs> Aren't you working on a little quad fin for the CI? Um, they're, they're, they're getting me some boards that I've been riding for a long time. I got a little thing coming out with them. Um, but I'm not involved in the shape. Like, I don't really know. I know kind of like I can kind of explain to them kind of what I kind of am thinking. But that's it. But I never go back to him and say, hey, try this. Or what about this volume or this rocker? 
um, I'm really like just get them, ride them, and kind of that's it. So you so you like a board or don't like a board, and yeah, that's where it ends. Yeah. Okay. I like that. <laughs> that's the way I am. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, speaking of boards, there's a funny story. Um, I think it's funny. We we interviewed uh, Britt last week, Bobby, and um, he was talking about he, how he was arrested for selling LSD, and how his huh. dad and his mum went to, to jail for bringing uh, weed from Mexico. And while Big Al was in jail in the big house, he met up with your grandfather. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Huh? So they met each other in jail. And then when little Bobby Martinez, eight years old or six years old, whatever, wanted a board, your grandfather said, "Huh." I know a guy who makes boards. And so his old prison yeah. buddy was Al Merrick. Yes, Chupia. That's incredible. I mean, that's one of the greatest stories in surfing history, I think, right there. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty weird. Small world, you know? So what happens to your grandfather to sit to you and goes, hey, buddy, I got a, I got, I got a hookup here. <laughs> um, well, my grandpa, when they got out of prison and out, used to go fishing a lot because they both loved to fish and they were friends. And, and just my, you know, I just knew where to get a surfboard because of that, and that was my first surfboard with the Channel Islands. Um, yeah, that was it. <laughs> so, have you ever ridden other people's boards? Yeah, I have. I have throughout the years, but um, yeah, I've ridden other people's boards. Yeah, but you must have been with Channel Islands now what, for thirty years. I've been, yeah, probably give it, you know, something around that. Yeah. 25 i don't know long long time it's pretty pretty fucking wild yeah it's trip you know it's, it's, it's funny the way the whole story um yeah it's trippy and are, are you still making a living from pro like you said you know monster and uh ci giving you cash is that enough to get by yeah and then i yeah i, I mean i'm fine for the most part you know, and the little bit of money I did make, I tried to like do something with it as far as I'm not saying I'm rich man, but um but I'll tell you this, you know, like I said, I don't need much. My kids don't need much except love from us, you know, be parents that are involved. And um we ain't living no lavish life, so um you know it's just kinda is what it is. When you, when you are ready to get rich, though, Bobby, I got two words for you. Surf journalism. <laughs> yeah, you guys are probably more broke than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait till you hear the ad that comes out in the middle of this, um, this podcast. It's crook as fuck. Is it? Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, home, I, home security systems. Yeah. Actually, hey, Bobby, I heard, huh? hey, Bobby, do you feel safe in your home? Uh, what, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, you know, do you feel safe in your home because um, there's this great system called uh, I don't know what's it called, Chaz? Seal systems or I th- something? I think it's called yeah, like Big Brother, watching <laughs> your every move system or something like that. Oh shit! No, I don't. It's know. really good. You, you, really? you should buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just pl- pl- plug it in and you can see who's lurking around your house. No one's no, no one's no one's lurking around in the maze, huh? Not me. Uh, That's for sure. I mean, most part, we're, we're fine. Um, we're, 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 we're. Charlie, America's in a hell of a state. Are you scared? Are you, uh, are you fearing less? I'm fearing less, but I'm feeling more. <laughs> you know what you need, Chaz? 
You need a modular system of cameras and sensors to surround yourself with that it's so simple to install. You just plug that motherfucker in and set it up and you got and you can see if there's a if there's um an undesirable person at the door, undesirables lurking around your house. So you can pick up that baseball bat or your AR fourteen. Is it AR fourteen or AR sixteen? I think it's fourteen. Sixteen sounds better though. We if there if it's only if it's an AR fourteen, we should make the AR sixteen. <laughs> so Chaz, you need a home security system that's so complicated. No, that's not. That's what you don't need. You don't need a security system that's so complicated. You need a security system, James. While protecting your whole home twenty four seven, order online, open the box, place the sensors, plug in, and you're protected around the clock. Chaz, it's that simple. That's that's all I want because there's so many people coming to slap me, and or people coming to slap me that I want to beat with a baseball bat and or my AR fourteen. Do you want to? Do you know how good it feels to fear less, Chaz? I don't know that I've ever feared less in my entire life, and I would love that feeling. So all you have to do, Chaz, is to head to simplysafe.com forward slash team. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com forward slash team. Although you just Google it because it's so much fucking easier. And get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash team. Why, Chaz? Why are you going to get simplysafe.com? Because I don't want, I will no, want. It's good. It feels good to feel less. That's why. That's exactly why. It feels so good to feel less. And you know what else feels good, Chaz? Fearing less. No, to feel less. And that's when you get the oh. good reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so fear less. Get simplysafe.com. If you want to feel less, go to any local pharmacist and get some uh, oxy. How many? How many uh, subscriptions is Simply Safe? And that's simply with an I, by the way. Because at first I thought it was simply with a Y, but it's not. It is S I M P L I safe, S A F E. Happily, they didn't spell it S A P H E. But <laughs> how many subscriptions are you from this app? I think it's the name with the Y. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when we were around buying all the. Domain names um, for uh, our competitors with slight misspelling, so people would <laughs> slightly misspell it. They go, "Oh, beach grid. What's a beach grid?" Well, beach grid's a place where you get it's good to feel and to feel less. James, I think we have an ad here. Yeah, we got an ad. I think this is what Simply Safe wanted. It's still, daylight. It's still coming back. It's still daylight in Santa Barbara, but it's dark in Cardiff. <laughs> It's so dark down here. Cardiff is apparently the yeah. We're Mexico. You're in a different yeah, different time zone. I mean, very clearly we are. <laughs> it's been it's night. Pitch. It's been nighttime there for about twenty minutes. Huh? I mean, it's been pitch black. I keep trying to think about turning on a light, but it ain't happening. It's not. It's beautiful when you put your face near the computer. Just the glow. You can, of... you can see your banged up fucking nose. Oh my goodness! Perfect, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby could just probably sock it right through the computer. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I remember when uh, I heard the Bobby was going to beat beat hell out of us, and then I sort of laughed, you know, because he's five foot one or something. And then I saw him box and went, "Holy shit!" Oh my goodness! But you only get a knockout ever, right? No, I never. Yeah, I never got. To... <laughs> Mr. Crackles is back. Mr. Crackles. Can you hear me? Yeah, Mr. Crackles. Gotcha. <laughs> Mr. Crackles. We were just talking about the time difference. Chaz has been in the dark for 20 minutes, but it's still daylight up there in Santa Barbara. I mean, Santa Barbara looks like it's basically Seattle. Fuck, it's light right now. 
I mean, I'm pitch black down here in Cardiff by the Sea. Oh, are you down there? That's where you're at? That's where I'm at. Oh. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't he's, know he, surfs, he surfs every day with your favorite cookie photo, Rob Machado. I love Rob. I love Rob. <laughs> but, you do, but you don't love Kalani. <laughs> no, you know you know it's funny it's um it's all dumb shit like but it's funny when someone who's in a position of power and they they tell you when they see you you're gonna come to my wave pool you told me about it a couple of times you're coming i'm you're coming all right well cool whatever i'm not bugging him to come i was you know was like, hey, I do want to come, but and there's other people wanting to come. But what if what if what he meant was what if what he meant was you're coming to my way pool means I have a two bedroom condo that I'm giving you at my way pool because aren't they building Derek? Aren't they building homes by their condos? Yeah, but really beautiful. It's definitely cabanas. You don't want to move to Palm Springs? Maybe that's the oh. answer to all your questions. Is it oh moved? Oh my god! To- <laughs> it, has, it, has, it has a thriving melt. Mexican community. Oh, I actually, does. I don't know how they survive out there. I wouldn't even be able to. I, I, I can't. I'm you, not have, in the heat. have you seen Shane's face lately? I think Shane <laughs> is perpetually crazy sunburn from living under the blazing <laughs> desert sun. <laughs> Oh, Poor old Shane. He's been. He grew up in Maui, then moved to Texas. Now he's living in Palm Springs. It's amazing. He has any epidermis left at all? That's really true. <laughs> he's moving to all the hot spots. Got Hawaii is hot. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember when Shane was the star of um, Maui Fever? Is that that MTV thing? Yeah, it was oh, I saw an episode. And he had the hottest. He had the hottest chick, and he's the. He's a very unattractive man. He's, he's, <laughs> he's charismatic and a good surfer, but he's um, very, very unattractive. But he had the hottest chick, G strings oh. and shit. Mm. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. I heard the same thing about you, though. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's the other way. I'm a beautiful man with ugly chicks. <laughs> What are you doing with them ladies? <laughs> hey, I, know, I know it's late over there, Bobby, but um, I really love talking to you. Oh, good chat. And um, what's uh, rest of the night for you? What's happening in Santa Babs tonight? Oh, nothing. We're chilling. Kids are sleeping. and They're already asleep? Nothing. What the heck kind of program are you on? Oh, man. They're up at 6 every morning. My youngest, or uh, in the middle, was up at 5.30, wide awake. Or naps sleep all day. So naps off. Naps oh, off is the fun. total ticket, huh? Yeah, because then they're they come six exactly. six thirty, they're they're done. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool because then we get put them down and we get a little bit of us time and we just relax. So and, so wait, is so the wife is super jonesing right now for your Netflix show. What are you guys watching? Oh, I don't. Bobby, come anything. watch. You don't watch I don't anything. Watch nothing. No. No, I, I so mess you, around on like little websites that I like to read or something. Like Beach Grit. Uh-huh. I never even knew you guys had this. This is my first what? time hearing about it. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about, Bobby Martinez? This is the first fucking time. You must be the only person <laughs> on earth. Shit. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't even know what this was. Just say, so I was like, you want to do something with Beach Grit? And then since he asked me, I was like, sure, Sal. 
I don't know what it is, but no. just Google "great white shark" and you'll hit, you read all about Beach Group. Great, great white shark. Uh, yeah, we're, we're a great white shark. shark <laughs> <laughs> Pays the bills. What can I say? That's good. You got to, you got to do something. Got to pay the bills. And yeah. I ain't, I ain't serving drinks. Fuck that. <laughs> you got to fish. You need a party night to fish. Yeah, I got to, um, I got to make some shit music and be super rich. Oh my goodness, Derek and I could be DJs. You could be DJ what, too, Bobby. I and honestly, after seeing the music that Fish is making, fuck anybody could do it. <laughs> Would you? That's, if, some, if, that's horrible. That's not even music. Is that music? What is that? I know you go get high and you go into a concert and lose your mind or something, but you're losing it. That's, that's what you do. You lose it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely, yeah. I don't know about that. I probably couldn't do that though. Not at all. You could you could put a nice little flamenco beat behind it. That could be your uh, that could be your shtick. Who? You could put like a little flamenco beat or something behind it, rather than techno. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby's not Spanish. <laughs> you yeah, put a mariachi yeah. bit behind it. Mariachi, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Not flamenco. We're <laughs> 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 uh, a matador's yeah. uniform shit. All right, hey, uh, <laughs> it's been beautiful chatting, Bobby. Great to catch up. Yeah, yeah thanks, Bobby. Yeah. All right, you guys. Yeah. Take care. Enjoy your Take evening. Care. Happy wake <laughs> up right, at 5.30 a.m. with your oh. wide awake kids. We will. Probably for sure. <laughs> see you, brother. Bye, right, you guys. Bye. See you. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.